0: enough to gain a little I, bit of respect not very well but I, I know, but know that I he play. was a good quarterback The following is another KXPN Sports presentation KXPN Sports presents high school basketball
1: The Bearcats equal their largest lead 35-28 they've scored 8 in a row at the other end West Side dribbling all the way in inside Moran forcing the shot Meisner no good and here we go the other way Carney wants to run It's Snyder pulls up from 6 and hits it Tonight
0: it's a GNAC conference doubleheader from Norfolk as the Carney Bearcats hit the road to tangle with the Panthers. High school basketball on ESPN Radio is brought to you by the KXPN Sports
1: Club. And Zach Ryan back in for the Bearcats. He and Koski, Roseberry and Cannon Coster and Jake Techmeyer into the right corner. Three Coster on the way. Good. They gave him just a little bit of a seam, and Cannon Coster has seven of the nine points here for Carney High and. Carney High is throwing together some wins
0: over the past two weeks. The boys have won four straight, while the girls have won four of their last five. Tonight, they'll have a tough test in a hostile Norfolk gymnasium. It's the Bearcats and Panthers coming up next, but for a New Tech Seed pregame show. We'll take you live to Norfolk with ESPN Radio's Doug Duda. Right after this word from New Tech Seed.
1: And good evening once again, everyone. Welcome back to Northfork High School for GDAC Basketball. Friday night, February, Hoops getting close to postseason, but still a big game tonight for the Carney High Bearcats as they are in Northfork to take on a Panther team that has really come to the forefront over the last five years. Of course, the disappointment of what happened at the state tournament last year, they got off to a great start this year at 9-1, but since then, they have went... 13-6, just like Carney has, identical 13-6 and six records. And a big game tonight to determine if one of these teams could host two games in a district. Right now, both teams are in that upper half of the wildcard points where they would get to host the district semifinals. But if they could be one of the low seven wildcard points, they would get that district final at home. And we all know how important that is to non-metro teams to host those games. In the girls' game, it was a rough second half for the Carney Bearcats, and they fell 43-35 to Norfolk. Doug Duda, along with our producer engineer back in studio, Billy Thompson, and I found an old husker. He doesn't know much about basketball, but he is a Gothenburg suite. He's probably getting ready for the Heartland Hoops classic tomorrow. Bonnie Kratzenstein. Bonnie, <laughs> this is a great atmosphere here at Norfolk, and the Bearcats do it coming in. Well, first of all, I'm a little
3: offended. I don't know much about basketball. I don't like you speaking the truth like that. Actually, you're right. This is one of the best school atmospheres you're going to find the entire state uh, when you come up to Norfolk you know it's going to be a tight gym we're, cl- we're, we're about what 15 feet from the floor crowd's going to be loud got the music going can't ask for
1: anything better on a February night. that's good good atmosphere for basketball Carney's done a great job this year in the old barn but Norfolk has been very consistent we all know that at times depending on how good your team is in Lincoln and Omaha in the bigger gyms you can't quite get that same atmosphere but you can here at norfolk and that's why it's such a tough place to play this is the new tech Seat pregame show we'll look at the starting lineups right after this
4: for professional service to keep your business running smoothly call hellman main costler and coddle don't let your financial accounts become overtaxing let hellman main costler and coddle take care of the accounting while you worry about taking care of your business
1: Time now for the starting lineups brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Kearney. We'll start with the visiting Bearcats. Number three is a six-foot six senior, Zach Ryan. Number 23, 6'1 junior, Jake Techmeyer, one of three players that averages in double figures just over 10 a game. Number 34, 6'4 senior, Austin Murray, just under 16 a game. The freshman, Shiloh Robinson, will get the start again tonight at 6'6". And number 44, 6'3", sophomore Cannon Coster, the Bearcats' leading score at 17.3 per ball game. The first-year head coach of the Bearcats is Drake Beronick, assisted by Jim Moran, Mitch Olson, Ryan Salzman, Alex Thayer, and Ryan Milks. Carney, 13-6, and, and on a four-game winning streak. For Norfolk, number 5, a 6'2", junior Travis Larson, averages 7.7 a game. Number 10, a six-foot senior Brandon Villapondo, averages just under 11 a game. Number 15, a 6'2 junior, Lane McCallum, just under 10 a game. Number 23, the 6'5 sophomore, Matthew Hagedorn, seven and a half a game. And the leading scorer for the Panthers, number 32, the 6'8 junior, Logan Strom, at 16 and a half points per game. The head coach of the Panthers is Ben Reese, assisted by Kurt Lammers, Kyle Fletcher. Lammers, of course, a man. Kyle Fletcher, Jeremy Wheatner, and Brent Gatzmeyer. Norfolk also 13 and 6, but they are ranked 9th in Class A, with a few more uh, Metro wins on their schedule at the beginning of the season. And those are the starting lineups brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Kearney. We invite you to join us all season long on ESPN Radio and online. All of our games are streamed live at platteriverpreps.com. Internet streaming brought to you by the University of Nebraska at Kearney. We are the Difference Makers. Schedule a campus visit today. Back with more after this. Welcome back to the new Tech Seat pre-game show. Doug Dudabani Kratz's side at Norfolk. Jake Waller is suited up tonight for the Carney Bearcats for the first time since the beginning of the season. Not starting. Could he be a factor tonight? Monty, what do you see in this game? Well he's he's the
3: wild card because he hasn't hasn't been here since the second game of the season. So you don't know. You can't count on him. Anything to get from him, I think, will be a little bit of bonus. For Carney, they have to make shots. When they shoot well, they can beat anybody in the state as they've proven. If they don't shoot well, they could be in trouble. Second thing is, I wonder how they're going to defend Logan Strom, the big six-eight kid. Are they going to have to double him? If they double him, then Norfolk, conversely, is going to have to hit three-pointers. And probably the final thing is, Carney can't allow Norfolk to have runs of six, eight, ten points. You hear the crowd, how excited they get. They got to stop
1: those runs at a couple baskets for each one. That's how the Norfolk girls won tonight. They had three runs: nine, nine, and ten. And that's 28 of their 43 points. You've been listening to the New Tech Seed pregame show. New Tech Seed, your yield leader. Contact Terry and Jason Stark of Cutting Edge Seed and Chemical. Carney Norfolk, they'll tip it off next. Shiloh Robinson will jump center for Kearney, Logan Strom for Norfolk. Norfolk definitely has the height advantage. Strom looks like a Division I player out there right now, and they will win the opening tip. Norfolk will move from right to left. The Bearcats are going to come out in a man-to-man, and Strom is covered by the freshman Shiloh Robinson, and Shiloh is learning on the run. He's doing a great job improving throughout the season, but no ticky-tack fouls for the Bearcats in this basketball game. As the drive to start the game on the right side, switching hands of the left-hand runner Lane McCallum is up and in. Nice job of handling the basketball. Norfolk with the first bucket. Carney back at him quick, trying to get a little bit of tempo early. How can Carney score inside? They've got to knock down outside shots. Murray will drive off the glass. It's too strong. No good. Rebound brought down by Strom. And I think Murray's going to have to have a big game tonight. He scored a lot of points from the free-throw line as we get a three up and in. Uh Uh-oh by Brandon Villapondo, and the first two shots of the game by Norfolk are in. Now, the good news, just like the girls' game, Carney was up 9-0, didn't work. Coster drives on the way up. The ball's knocked off his leg and out of bounds by Elaine McCallum, and Carney will turn it over. The first two possessions, saw both Murray and and Coster take the
3: ball through the basket. Uh, Got got an opening there, but uh, went off his leg out of
1: bounds. Coach Baranek trying to work the officials early on here. He
2: does could that. Use,
1: could use a little help after watching what happened in the first game. Norfolk already up 5-0, a minute in, and they've got the basketball. Trying to lob it into Strom. Left block on Robinson. Moves to the baseline, pushes off, and they're going to call the offensive foul. And maybe Drake Baranek just got a call by talking you to know, the that, official. That's a
3: big call because when you have a big, strong kid working against Shiloh down there. He gave him a little forearm. It wasn't much, but that's a, that's a good call bodes well for Carney maybe later on
1: that's one of those where you could have probably just called him out of bounds Mm -hmm. Uh, Strom really didn't do what he could do with that frame of his as Techmeyer drives paint into the corner Murray for three it's off the iron no good and Norfolk runs into each other and drops the basketball Villapondo and Strom didn't realize they were fighting their own teammate at a break for Carney and Kosky is going to check in here for Austin Murray Murray's got two really good looks here. Two out of the first three possessions has yet to knock one down. And so Carney will take it out underneath their own hoop. Try to go backside. They get it into Coster. Coster squares up and scores. He just set in there like he was going to get a rebound. And Cannon gets Carney on the board, five to two. Well run out of bounds play there on the weak side. Down low to Strom with the other end. He's deep on Robinson. The ball knocked away and out of bounds it goes off Norfolk. Their first turnover. And back over to Carney high. So, Strom, they're trying to establish his presence, obviously, early on. And for Logan, he just uh, couldn't handle that basketball. So, back over to Zach Ryan into the front court here for Carney High. That, mat-
3: that matchup of
1: Coster and McCallum against each other, two pretty darn good athletes. They clear it out for Techmeyer. He drives off the contact, shot no good. Strom pulls down the rebound. Carney hasn't been able to hit some open looks early on. Here's Villapando faking the three. Now he'll kick it back out for a three-pointer. Hagedorn, good. There's your, there's your young sophomore sh- shooter. You mentioned him before the game started off air. Hagedorn's brother is really the only key cog they're missing from last year. And, uh, the senior moved on to play Division one ball, but Carney uh, High has the ball kicked. They'll try it again. This next
3: couple possessions is big for Carney High to score a bucket, get a stop at 8-2. You know, n-
1: nothing to panic about yet, but it's important to hold those runs down like as we talked about. Tech Meyer to throw it in, gets it to Ryan deep in the right-hand corner, out to Robinson, swings it over to Coster, Coster on the ball, puts ball. the left-hand dribble down, can't get it inside. The ball's tipped away and the rebound brought down by Norfolk and Matt Hagedorn has it and Coach Boronic thinks his kids were fouled, but Koster's going to come away with the steal. Cannon behind the back gets tripped, and there is the foul on Villapondo. I'm really surprised at their ability of, of Murray and Coster
3: twice to get by the Norfolk defenders. They didn't meet a lot of resistance in Strom at the, lo- at the free throw or at the rim, which I expected. They just haven't hit the shots. I think they expected contact yeah. didn't get as much as they, they thought. Murray in, Robinson
1: out, 5-16 to go first quarter. Norfolk with a quick 8-2 lead. They've hit a couple of threes. Carney to throw it in. They'll go all the way out top to Coster. Cannon struggled a little bit against Hastings. He struggled a couple of games here after the Grand Island contest. Let's see if he can get it going again. He's been outstanding for most of the season. Passes on a long three. Norfolk zone out out of bounds. And Coster will pull the trigger, and Cannon will hit the three, and he's got the first five points here for the Bearcats. 8-5, Norfolk, Koski getting right on the point guard, Travis Larson. To Villapondo, well out on the right wing, back between the circles to McCallum. McCallum, they isolate him on Techmeyer, starts to drive, dishes it off to Larson. Larson down the lane, it's up and in. And Norfolk hasn't missed, 10-5, up the floor with it. Is Ryan. He tries to answer. Ball got knocked out of his hands. Saved it back over to Techmeyer. Drives baseline. Got the defender in the air. Back to Ryan. 4-3. It's no good. And the rebound brought down by Travis Larson. Norfolk fans wanted to travel on Ryan, but they didn't see that the ball had actually been popped out of his hands momentarily. Didn't matter. They get the ball back. In comes Larson. Runs over Kosky. And a blocking foul called. Kosky at his feet in cement there. And he's going to be called for the block.
3: You know, that offensive player really slid over to the right there and didn't catch him square. He was in good position, but the, the block is called. You're seeing the balance of Norfolk right now on those first six, seven possessions. A lot of different players taking the ball
1: to hoop and shooting. And Larson will put the free throw up and in. A feel for Koski there. Probably should have been a no call then because it, it was not a block. He did not move. He did not lean. He didn't do anything. He did everything right and still got called for the foul. Second free throw, Larson, on the way, and it's in as well. So Travis hits them both. Norfolk up by seven now, 12-5 to five here in the first four minutes of the game. Norfolk is playing man-to-man. Tech Meyer's going to take over at center circle. Larson on him. On the left elbow to Coster. fakes the handoff. He'll come into the paint. He draws the double team, and he'll be fouled, but they call it on the ground. It'll be the third foul on the Panthers, and it's going to be called on Lane McCallum, his first. And here comes Jake Waller into the ball game for Ryan Koski, with four minutes to go here. First time since the second game of the season against Millard West. And the inbounds pass comes to Murray on the low block. He'll put it up and in and draw the foul. Murray toughens up right there and gets the three-point play opportunity. Second time in
3: a row, or second time that Carney has scored off the inbounds play, going to that attack in that weak side
1: block, two very good Inbounds plays drawn up by Coach Bronick. From the baseline, you would be looking that Carney took it out on the left and went to the right both times. The foul on Hagedorn is first, and the free throw Murray is good. And now he'll check out of the ball game. That'll make it 12-8, Norfolk. Robinson back in. Little, little little pressure shown by the Bearcats, a little 1-2-1-1. One, Talking to his dad, Waller, how much shape can he be in tonight with that back injury? Full court pressure here by Carney, giving Norfolk some trouble. They will get it across the timeline to Hagedorn. Waller, though, is on the big guy, Strom, right out of the gate here, and he's out in the corner. Gives it to Villapondo. He'll come down the middle and lay it up and in. Too easy there. Yep, yeah, there wasn't. Once they got the big fellow Strom, out of the paint, there was nobody there to help. And Brandon gets his second bucket. 14-8 Panthers are red hot in the first quarter. Ryan on the left wing. Dribbles into the paint, off the elbow, gets it to Waller. Thought about the shot, and he stepped out of bounds. The fans think he walked, but he actually stepped back and stepped on the baseline. And Murray in for Robinson. Carney turns it over for the second time. And Waller, you know, as a ball player, hey, I'm there. I should shoot it. And then he he thought about it because it would have been his first shot since the beginning of the season. Kind of stepped back on that in line you're right. He hesitated there. Each team with two turnovers. Villapondo off the screen, takes Ryan in, puts it up and in, but they'll say the foul is before the shot on the Carney Bearcats. We
3: see one thing in that first five minutes is the fact that Norfolk is getting to the basket uh, on the dribble. Not a great job of uh, Carney of containing the dribblers. Uh, they've got too many good
1: looks. Off the inbound, a quick three hits the side of the board. No good. Rebound brought down by Murray. Murray with the outlet. That is the first rebound of the game for Carney, which tells you that Norfolk hadn't missed. Now Murray powers his way in off the square, but it's too strong, and Strom got the rebound. Boy, good drive, just couldn't finish, and now Norfolk throws it away. Got to finish the easy ones.
3: Really, if they finish the easy ones, we got a tie ball game. They're, they've missed three, maybe four
1: baskets that they're usually going to make. So the Bearcats... In that no-man's land, down six. Here's Techmeyer, works his way to the left baseline, uses his dribble, needs some help, knocked out of his hands, and then too much defense foul, Travis Larson. That'll be his first, the team's fourth. It is a jam-packed Panther Dome here in Norfolk. Uh, KXPN Kearney, KICS Hastings, Doug Duda along with Bonnie Kratzenstein. Shiloh Robinson trying to check into the ball game here. And Jake Waller will come out, so he gets his feet wet. Not sure that he broke much of a sweat, but got him in there for a couple of minutes. And now Carney underneath their own hoop. Look backside, it was covered this time. Try to get it to Robinson, he's covered. The ball is stolen away by McCallum. And up the floor, he'll come and lay it up and in. And then on the inbounds, Carney throws it away. They tried to grab it and throw it in immediately, and we're going to get a timeout on the floor by Carney High. Back to back turnovers by the Bearcats. Two and a half to go in the first quarter of play. Norfolk 16. And Carney 8, this time out brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank.
6: Young people are the future of agriculture. The Aurora Cooperative is helping to secure that future by offering scholarships to students enrolling in ag-related college majors for the 2016-2017 school year. Graduating seniors as well as current college students qualify. A total of 10 $500 scholarships and 5 $1,000 scholarships will be awarded. You can find more information and the application at auroracoop.com or inquire with your guidance counselor. Deadline for application is March 11th. The Aurora Cooperative, growing opportunities.
0: Even more basketball at the 9th Annual Heartland Hoops Classic. Eight games featuring a highlight reel headliner between Colorado State champs Aurora Overland featuring ESPN 100 power forward Duran Davis against Omaha South, led by Husker recruit Aguka Rope. The Heartland Hoops Classic, February 13th. Single tickets, good for all eight games. Featuring seven area teams. Get tickets now at the Heartland Event Center box office or via Ticketmaster. And a limited number of tickets also at TM Sporting Goods in downtown Kearney.
1: Two teams that can score, Carney 63 a game, Norfolk 68 a game, and it's Norfolk ball into Strom on Robinson, lowers the shoulder off the glass, and there's the strength of the 6'8 junior, Logan Strom, 18-8, a 10-point lead now for Norfolk. Just too big down there. Cannon Coster gets it to Robinson on the block, swings it over to Techmeyer, open looking at three, and Jake has it go in and out, no good. Rebound brought down by Villapondo, and up the floor come the Panthers. Bearcats in a little danger right now with two minutes to go in the quarter. Mm-hmm. Their shots are not going in, and Norfolk's made almost every one of them. Yep. I wonder what Norfolk's shooting. You'll probably
3: tell us but when they're shooting for the field because it's, it's, it's pretty impressive. They're getting really good looks. Carney is not taking them out of their comfort zone. They're playing this four-out, one-in sort of offense and just being able to reverse
1: the ball however they want to. I believe it's 7 for 9 or 7 for 10, and on one of those, they got the putback. Villapando drives on Ryan and gets the foul. The second on Zach. And Coach Breronek is going to bring Koski in with Ryan getting his second foul here. And at the line will be Brandon Villapando already. A two and a three. Now he's looking for some ones.
3: You know, Villepondo is so important for them because he can drive to the basket and shoot a three. He's deceptively quick. You know, Ryan's usually pretty quick on the ball, especially uh, offensively, but defensively too. And I'll tell you, Villapondo's got to the rim three
1: different times easily. And coming in, Jake Waller is going to check in for the Bearcats for Ryan. And 6'4", junior Richard Dover will check in. Another fairly tall lad for Norfolk. And the second free throw is good for Villapando. He hits them both. And it's 20-8 now. Carney High down by a dozen. And we still have 90 seconds to go in the first quarter. Coster has a mismatch inside here. See if they can find him. Luke Kluber also in. They try to lob it to Coster Backside help. Villapando makes the steal. The fifth turnover for Carney. Including three in a row. Villapando down the middle of the floor over to Kluber. Of course, Kluber, the son of uh, Michelle Patterson yep. from our listening area down there in Holdridge. Saw yep. a granddad here this afternoon and this evening. And yep. Kluber will drive. Blocked from behind by Shiloh Robinson. And Carney High comes away with a basketball. Coster up front to Murray. Murray doesn't have numbers, so they'll kick it back out. Top Waller's first shot is a long three from straightaway, no good. Rebound brought down by Dover. Carney could have used that; that would have got everybody feeling a little bit better there. But he wanted to get it out of his system, and now a 12-point lead for Norfolk. 40 seconds to go in the quarter. Yeah, they're in real danger territory here. We'll see if Norfolk holds it to the last shot.
3: See if they can either be up 12 or 14 or 15.
1: They put Strom on the bench. So they don't have that, and now Coach Reese says, let's play for one. 25 seconds to waste here, and they'll give it to Larson into the right-hand corner to Hagedorn. 15 seconds, Carney defending all the way around, bounce pass to Villepondo, wraps it around, and it goes through Dover's hands. It is saved, still 10 seconds, so they've got all day here. Larson with it, looking for Villapondo. Larson drives, dishes it to Villepondo, shoves Robinson out of the way, and they call it for the foul. Brandon Villapondo with his second personal foul. Fifth team foul. Two and a half seconds remain here for the Bearcats to throw something up. And back in will be McCallum. Villapondo gets a few extra seconds here between quarters. That's the second time that Shiloh has gotten an offensive foul call. Waller's open. There's the chuck to him. He'll get a 35-footer at the horn. Off the heel. No good. And that's the end of the first quarter of play. Norfolk 20. Carney 8, you're listening to Bearcat Friday Night Basketball on ESPN and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Welcome back to the Nebraska Land National Bank Broadcast Booth here at Norfolk. Doug Dudamani, Kratzenstein, Stein. As Kearney will get the ball to start the second quarter, trailing 20 to eight. A lot of key numbers from the first quarter. Carney gets out rebounded seven to one. Three-point shooting. Norfolk two of three. Carney one of five. And then, of course, the key number 20 to eight. Norfolk with the lead. Looks
3: like uh, start the second quarter. Norfolk went to a 1-3-1 one, one zone.
1: I would think this would play a little bit better for the Bearcats, but they're going to have to hit some threes as they get it to Techmeyer. Left elbow works it on Matt Hagedorn. Back up top, Ryan, to Robinson. He'll drive the baseline strong, kick it into the corner. Coster, his three, no good. And the backside rebound comes to McCallum. Baseball pass to the other end. Larson goes up, and he's fouled. Coster on the dead sprint. Brushes the arm. And Larson looked like he might have been able to get up enough that he wanted to do some damage to that rim, and that prevented a dunk. You know, Carney got the shot
3: they wanted against that 1-3-1, a jump shot from the corner that was missed, but Coster shot the shot from the corner and then had to defend all the way back. Carney didn't do a very
1: good job from the perimeter getting back on defense in transition. And the free throw is good, and there's another number, Norfolk 5-for-5 from the line. They're even hitting from the charity stripe early on. Second free throw, Larson, in and out, no good. Rebound brought down by Shadow Robinson. That's just the second board, which shows you that Norfolk isn't missing, and Carney has had no second-chance opportunities. Norfolk stays in their 1-3-1 defense here, second possession. Well, they're, they're a tall team. They can cover a lot of space, and it forces Carney to throw over it. Good ball movement, but Robinson, who caught and fired right from the right elbow, had his pass deflected away looking for Coster. Coster, Robinson, Techmeyer, Murray, and Ryan, the starting five out there a minute into the second quarter. Well, until Carney's hit some jump shots, take him out of this, I'd stay in it too. At the end of the first quarter, Loomis 10, Pleasanton Boys 7, currently on classic hits, as the three by Murray is up and in. And Austin Murray has six, Cannon Coster has five, and that's all 11 for the Bearcats. Same spot that Coster missed his last one. That's the weakness in that 1 3 1 is on the baseline. And we've got a little hold. There's what I talked about early on. No cheat fouls in the post. And there is one on Shiloh Robinson. And again, anything against Strom tonight, I'm not blaming Shiloh. That's not what I'm talking oh. about. But if you're going to get those five fouls in the post, you want them to be physical fouls. And that one really was just trying to get the ball down to Strom, bumping around a little bit. So now Strom really battles him down there. Murray doubles down on him, kick it back out to Hagenhorn. swing it on the left wing to Kluber, and back out it goes. Luke, just a freshman. Strom shows that he can dribble, but he can't finish as he comes down the lane. No good. Coster will grab the rebound. Cannon, coast to coast, over Kluber, and a blocking foul on a freshman. Seems like Crowd didn't
3: like that one. No, I, they, they I didn't a, like I, it, and he slid. I had a real good angle at it, as, as you did, and it looked like he slid. He was set there for a long time, but he moved that last minute. You see a little bit of Logan Strom there facing the basket, how easily he missed the shot, but how easily he got to the rim as well. They're, they're versatile. They, uh, they're hard to defend. Nice job of Carney of transitioning back.
1: Coster in the open floor. Coster will put the free throw up and in. He's got six. Coach Ben Reese wants to do his political best with the official coaches have to do that you know that right that's a part of their
3: contract if they don't get a call one in they just have to politic a little bit second free throw Coster is
1: good he's grinning though he's grinning so it's all good nature 21-13 the 12 point lead now sets at eight for Norfolk and Carney will go with a little one two two with Koski at the top of it across the timeline Hagenhorn in trouble he walked trying to step through the double team and turnover number four for Norfolk. Good defense by the Bearcats, and that's what it's going to take because we can all, we've already seen in the first ten minutes of the game, it doesn't mean their half-court defense is bad. It just means Norfolk has been better in the first two minutes. So if they can really rile them or get some turnovers before they get into the half-court, Carney's going to be in way better shape. They surprised him, they surprised him with that uh, half-court trap there. Techmeyer drives has it blocked out of bounds by Travis Larson. They're- Came with the... Came with the across body hand, which usually you'll see a foul, but he kept it clean there. They set up the backdoor lob for Coster, but it was covered. That's what scouting late in the season, that's what does to you. He got a lot of buckets on those early in the season. There's Murray Murray working inside. He's really working in his second tip try, will not go. Strom will get the rebound, and, man, Austin is trying hard in there, and he just can't get the love of the ball to go in. Now Strom dribbles and drives again. Ooh, might have been a goaltend on Murray. It's no good. It's out of bounds off Norfolk. I don't know if Murray touched it, but it was very close to a goaltend, and that's twice now. Strom has driven to the hoop from the top of the key and hasn't finished. Murray got got there from
3: the weak side just enough to bother him a little bit. I don't know that he touched it, but uh, the ball went off Norfolk, and it's going to be Bearcat ball here. 545 left in the second quarter.
1: They can get a bucket here and cut it to, well, 6, 5. 21-13. Koski Roseberry has just checked in, and Techmeyer has an opening down the lane, switches hands, the layup is good. Good strength there. Jake Techmeyer with his first bucket, 21-15. The lead has been cut in half from 12-6. to With it on the right wing is McCallum. McCallum off the screen, brings it right elbow, kicks it back to Kluver, right back to him on the right side. Guarded by Koster, looking for Strom, leaning on Roseberry, they reverse it left corner against the man-to-man. Good ball movement, Norfolk, better defense right now by the Bearcats than what we've seen. Waller's also back in the game. Different. Coach Beronick really giving it to his Bearcats, and the fans now starting to get into it as well. Rose, Rose, Had a timeout. Roseberry and Strom really going at it down low, both doing a good job working for position. Oh, Ben Reese better be careful, or he's going to get a technical foul. He came all the way out to midcourt. He is just yelling at the official on that Roseberry strom battle down low, and he goes to the huddle now. With the timeout, five minutes to go in the second quarter of play. Norfolk has the ball in a 21-15 lead over Kearney. This timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National
2: Bank.
1: producer engineer Billy Thompson and Monty Kratzenstein. I'm Doug Duda. Back out of the Norfolk timeout. They've been stuck on 21 for a while. They only have one point in the first three minutes here of the second quarter and Carney wants to keep it that way. Kluver over to Strom against Roseberry but at three point line. Back out to Larson and Carney continues the good defense. Strom for three and he hit it. Yeah, no, he can't have that. I mean, that's that's nothing. one you'll give him all day. Yeah, nothing you can do about that. You're so busy battling him inside. He's going to step out and hit a three. That's just how good he is. Techmeyer into the paint, kicks it into the corner to Kosky. They reverse it up top to Coster. Coster reach in foul back to Roseberry for three. Tried to answer. It's in and out. No good. And the rebound brought down by McCallum. And here's where Norfolk can get the momentum right back. Another three. Hagedorn, but that one is short. And the rebound brought down by Ryan Kosky. Koski up to Techmeyer, stops at the left wing, still has the dribble, thought about the baseline and brings it back out. Coach Boronic calls the play. Pan- Four minutes to go, first half. Panthers in their man-to-man defense. They're in zone for a little bit. They're back in their man-to-man defense. 24-15, Norfolk with the lead. The Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report coming up. We'll talk with girls coach Jason Boyd on the wrong end of a 43-35 decision tonight. Here's Waller, right corner, guarded by Kluber. Back up top, Techmeyer. Techmeyer takes the 17-footer. All that Jake Techmeyer will make it 24-17 with his second bucket. Larson, Okoski oh, just got burnt, and he reached out and fouled him. All the way at midcourt, but one of those things, Kosky actually, bit for the thing.
3: He actually, I don't know if you noticed, but Veronica told him to foul. He wanted to get two subs in. Uh, Carney only had four fouls going in. He told him to foul him, so he reached out and grabbed him so he would get the subs in. Koski's out now.
1: Yeah, that was a good good foul. That's what it looked like. I didn't yeah, see Coach Baronek yeah. say yep. Koski does such a good job on defense, but uh, he needed a little bit of a blow here. So Murray back in and Shallow Robinson. This is probably the first time all year Carney's had a true post presence. Here's a step back three, and it's off the iron by McCallum. No good. Rebound brought down by Cannon Coster. Back up top Coster to the free throw line. Little contact. Pull-up jumper is good. A lot of strength right there in that move. Nine for Cannon Coster. Three minutes to go here before the half. It's down to five. Bearcats need to prevent against a three here. Top of the circle Strom Fakes the three off the screen. Robinson gets back. Swings it over to Haggard on the left wing. They clear it out for him. One-on-one on on Roseberry. He goes in, draws the foul, and scores. That's a tough matchup right there.
3: He got got Rosie on the perimeter, and that's that's a tough play for Rosie. didn't have a whole lot of help. They cleared aside. Pretty good spin move. That kid's a pretty athletic player.
1: Yeah, Carney couldn't get switched back there. The foul on Roseberry will be his first. One thing I'll comment on here, while basketball is going on and Strom comes out and they'll bring in Dover again, the public address announcer is not supposed to be speaking while the ball is in play, and that has become regular here. And... Uh, I, again, I'm just pointing that out for whatever it's worth Is the free throw is no good, and Murray will bring down the rebound. So Hagedorn couldn't finish, but the lead is 7, 26-19. Back to the basket, right elbow Murray. Back up to Robinson. Pass, knocked away, and then it went off. Tech Meyer and out of bounds. Jake didn't like it, but it sure looked like it went off the Bearcats. That is their first turnover of the quarter. Each team with just one in the quarter, and Strom right back in, Koski in.
3: I think he might have missed that one just from Jake's, Jake's reaction. I think if, you know, he, he reacted so animately right away that I, I think he might have missed out, that but that's a
1: tough call. 26-19, Norfolk. They were up 20-8 to after one. Two and a half to go here in the second quarter. Larson with a right-hand attack. Kicks it back out to McCallum. Strom's deep on the block. Up and in and a foul to go along with it. You
3: made the, you made the point. He got deep. He was probably three feet from the basket when he received that ball. Turned to his left, finished with his left hand on the spin. Got a little harm
1: and won. And the foul will be on Cannon Coster, his second. And Strom to shoot his first free throw of the game. And it bounces around, hung on the front of the rim and went in. Six in the quarter, eight in the game for Logan Strom. And now the lead back up to 10. Carney had cut it to five, five straight here for the Panthers. 2.15 to go, second quarter. Techmeyer brings it up, trying to get Coster free. He's covered, so they go to Murray on the left wing. He'll dribble into the paint, kick it back out. Techmeyer. And they call Jake for a shake and bake walk. Got in too big a hurry there, had a little opening in toward the middle and uh, kind of ball faked, went one way. His feet didn't uh, keep up the dribble. Christian Eisenhower in for the first time, a 5'8, a 6' junior guard for Norfolk. Roseberry and Clevenger into the ball game for Carney, But again, you're kind of in that dangerous place. The lead had gone out to 12, but it could get to 12 or 13 again after Carney had cut it to five. So the last two minutes important here before the half for the Bearcats to stay in this one at Norfolk and a gift from the Panthers as they throw it away. If Carney can get it down into single digits here before halftime, I
3: think they have to feel okay as well as Norfolk shot it, especially in the first quarter. Some substitutions here as Clevenger and Rosie come out. Uh, we've got more of an offensive lineup here right now. We'll see what kind of set they run against the Norfolk man-to-man.
1: So back to action. Carney with a basketball, a minute 50 to go here before halftime. Koski between the circles. Gets it over to Techmeyer. Pick and roll, tried to lob it into the big fellow, Robinson, but Strom was there to the task. Kluver will pick up the loose basketball. Long outlet pass to Larson. Deep in the left-hand corner on Koski. Back to Strom with the three-point arc he didn't like that left side so they'll reverse it right side to Kluver down in the corner to Hagedorn thought about the pull-up jumper on coster but no and they'll go around the perimeter again everybody at the three-point line right now waiting for a cutter five out Strom with it between the circles back over to Kluver back to Strom at the top of the circle 110 to go before half 2919 Norfolk both teams well below their season average right now Not well below for Norfolk but a little Classic five-man motion game from Norfolk. Carney's hung with it. And they deflect the ball out of bounds with Tech Meyer with one 0 to go before the Ravenna Sanitation halftime report. Earlier tonight, the Norfolk girls with a 10-0 run in the fourth quarter, beating Carney 43-35. That's a season low for the Bearcats. And after a quick start here, the Panthers were up 16-7, just like that tonight.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: 12 in the first quarter. They lead it by 10 after Carney cut it to 5, looking for more here. They'll inbound it, thinking about a quick three. McCallum now drives the baseline, makes some room. He'll score and a foul to go along with it. Have we mentioned that McCallum's a pretty good football player?
3: You saw his quickness there on that first step, and you also saw his, his lot of strength
1: on the foul there. He's a left-handed kid,
3: uh, good football player, good athlete.
1: A lot of history between these two programs the last couple of seasons, even playing in the playoffs. The foul on Roseberry will be his second, and a chance at a three-point play here. For Elaine McCallum, this will be his first free throw. He's got six, but seven in a row now for Norfolk. 56 seconds to go in the first half. Kind of a tough spot for Carney here deciding, you know, do you,
3: do you go ahead and try to get a quick one and get two possessions? If you get a bucket, you know Norfolk's going to try to hold, hold it out through the rest of the half. So,
1: you know, If the Bearcats get a good look, you better take it. You're down 13. Don't uh, waste it and then get no look, but I get what you're saying as mm-hmm. Techmeyer drives left side of the key, swings it into the corner. Waller, 4-3. Jake, off the iron, no good. good play, Roseberry battles for the rebound and tips it out, and the Bearcats can't save it. They turn the basketball over after Rosemary had tipped it to midcourt. And now they'll be able to play for the last shot, 32-19, Norfolk. Watch these
3: circle cuts that Norfolk runs here. Still attacking the basket a little bit. Run a little bit of uh, backdoor. Again, five-man motion.
1: Techmeyer T- goes for the steal, but it runs out of real estate in front of the scorer's table here. You don't want the Norfolk crowd making more noise than they already will when they go to the halftime locker room. Yeah, and, and Strom's coming back in as well
3: as Bill uh, uh So, obviously, Coach Reese is going to have a set, that he's going to run here with 16.6 seconds left. Try to get them up.
1: And Norfolk can throw it in. Techmeyer tries to knock it away from Strom. Can't quite get it. And Larson now between the circles with 10 seconds to go. On the wing to Villapondo. Inside to Strom. Could one-hand catch. He's at three-point land. Five seconds, four seconds. Kicks it back out top. A 19-footer on the way at the horn is no good by Luke McCallum. Lane McCallum. And that is the end of the first half of play. But Norfolk ends the half on an 8-0 run. And it is Norfolk 32. Carney. Nineteen. Coming up, the Ravenna Sanitation halftime report here on ESPN Radio. We'll be right back.
5: Athletes come in all shapes and sizes, and Carney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine specializes in getting them all back in their game—from swinging a hammer to swinging a golf club. Whether tackling daily tasks or tackling the running back. Carney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Clinic. If you're suffering from any injury that's putting you on the sidelines, make an appointment today and take comfort in our care. Carney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine.
7: Oh, I can't believe it! Are you kidding me? Out here in the middle of nowhere, Mom and Bramsel will kill me. What's that girl? Call Carney Towing and Repair because they'll get us home from anywhere. But I don't have their number. 308-236-9951. Thanks, girl. 24-hour towing.
0: Certified repair. No matter why, no matter where. 308-236-9951. Lock it in. Carney Towing and Repair.
1: And welcome back to Norfolk, where it's time for the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. Your trash is our treasure, serving Buffalo County for business or residential service. For better sanitation, your trash collection connection, find them in your local yellow pages at the half. It is Norfolk 32 and Carney 19. I want to remind you that we've got plenty of sports action this weekend, the ninth annual Heartland Hoops Classic. We'll tip off tomorrow morning with BDS and Amherst. We will have the first couple of games of the morning here on Classic Hits, or on a, on Classic Hits. Then we'll come over to ESPN for the afternoon games while we're doing the D3 District Wrestling Finals starting at 2. That Gothenburg and Winnebago game will be the transition game. and. Monty, the alma mater, got beat in overtime by a good Ainsworth team last night. But just seeing the score at 75 72 could bring us one of the most entertaining games tomorrow with Winnebago and Gothenburg.
3: Gothenburg likes to score. Sometimes they forget to defend at times. Uh, was it last year, or two years ago, when Ainsworth and Gothenburg hooked up for that game the went like double overtime? It was 90 some to 90 some or something like that. But, but the thing is, they've got three athletes that can probably match up with Winnebago, but they're going to struggle. They're going to struggle with the length of Winnebago. Uh, uh, That transition defense is going to be important for them, but it's kind of fun to see
1: those kind of matchups across the state. When else do you get to see something like that? Central Catholic plays Seward Adams Central. Going to have their hands full with Columbus Scotus. Then Aurora and Bishop Newman. That ought to be a great one. St. Cecilia taking on Sydney. I'm I'm
3: interested in that one. St. Cecilia-Sydney game to me. Seems like that'll be a, be a lot of fun. A couple of different styles. Uh, that'll be a fun game to watch. And C- then, Sydney coming off a big win against Scott's Bluff just this past weekend.
1: Well, avenging, avenging yep. one from earlier uh, this season. So it shows that Sydney can play ball. I'll be interested. I just I think St. Cecilia is the best team in all of Class C. And, yes, I know all the games with Scotus and Newman. But when it gets down to crunch time, I, just, I would pick St. Cecilia. And I suppose that's a homer pick here in the Tri-City. But the, what they've got going for them... They've got a lot of versatility, obviously, but they've, got a
3: great, they've had a great schedule. They haven't went away from playing tough,
1: tough teams. They're going to be battle-tested when it gets into that tournament. And then, of course, uh, wrapping it up tomorrow night will be Omaha South, the undefeated top-ranked team in Class A, and they will be taking on Overland out of Aurora, Colorado, the defending Colorado State champs. Got a lot going on here at halftime with the Norfolk folks, and our score, Norfolk Panthers 32, County Bearcats 19. We'll look at the numbers after this. And welcome back to the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. Let's take a look at the first half numbers. And we will start with the North Panthers. Travis Larson, five points, one rebound. He's three of four at the line. He has a blocked shot. Brandon Villapondo, all seven of his points in the first quarter. Two of two at the line and one rebound. Lane McCallum, seven points, one of one at the line and two rebounds. Matt Hagedorn, five points. He's 0 of one at the line. And one rebound. Logan Strom, eight points, one of one at the line, four rebounds. And Richard Dover, one rebound. I see the free throws because Norfolk, seven of nine in the first half. 32 points, ten rebounds, seven out of nine at the free throw line. Three of six from three-point land. One block shot, five turnovers for the Panthers. Villapondo, the only player that has two fouls. For Carney High, Jake Techmeyer, four points. Ryan Kosky, one rebound. Austin Murray, six points, three rebounds. Shiloh Robinson, he hasn't even been concerned with being a scorer tonight. It's more about playing defense. He has one rebound, one block. Ty Roseberry, a rebound. Cannon Coster leads all scores with nine points and two rebounds. Carney has 19 points, eight rebounds, three out of three at the free throw line. Two of nine from three-point land, one block, nine turnovers. Koski, Roseberry and Coster, along with Zach Ryan, all have two fouls. At the half, Norfolk, 32, and Carney 19. We'll take a look at our moments and our seeds of success to start the third quarter in a moment, but uh, what are you looking at here, uh, Monty Kratzenstein, at halftime? Well, we talked about shooting a little bit,
3: and Kearney is two for nine from the three-point line, uh, which isn't a horrible, horrible percentage, but to compete against Norfolk, they have, to, they have to hit those shots. The other thing I see from Norfolk's standpoint is, even though Strom is a handful, uh, they've got some balance. Uh, Villapondo is, has, has scored. He's been tough. McCallum has scored, and, of course, Strom. So they have three guys. That's the way they've been all year. But they're balanced. They run a good balanced motion offense. Uh, Carney's going to have to get some stops on the defensive end and hit some threes on the other end in this third quarter, I think, to get
1: back into this. No bench points for Norfolk, all 32 points from their starters. Well, earlier tonight in the girls' game, Carney High just couldn't get it going in. They were there, they were there, they were there. But after a 26-26 tie game going into the fourth quarter, Carney High got a one-point lead. Norfolk scored 10 in a row and went on to win 43-35. That's the lowest points that Carney has had all year long. Mariah Ross had a very good game, 10 points, 4 rebounds. Lauren Spiker had 10 points, but Skylar Snyder, averaging 20, was held to 7 points, and that includes 4 free throws in the 4th quarter. For Norfolk, Kyla Moore, 19 points, and Jenna Yoakam had 10. We think Coach Boyd might get here before the end of halftime, so let's take a final break and be back with more in a moment. You've been listening to the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. For quality dependable trash hauling service for your farm home or business, contact the professionals at Ravenna Sanitation. North Fork ending the quarter on an 8-0 run to get a 13-point comfortable lead at the half, 32-19. to Let's look at our seeds to success for the second half. Brought to you by Craig Weaches, your local Pioneer seed dealer. Where can growers turn for the latest weather, market updates, and agronomy information to help get the most out of every acre? It's easy. Pioneer.com and your mobile Pioneer.com on your smartphone. The great seeds to success for a better yield start with Pioneer. And Craig Weeches and Monty Kratzenstein. I'll let you give us the seeds to success for both teams in the second half. Well, I think if you're Norfolk, you don't have to adjust a
3: whole lot. You're, you've been in a pretty good offensive flow, defensively. You're a tough team. You don't have to make a lot of changes. From Carney's standpoint, like I said, you have to find a way to get to knock down some of those open shots. They got some pretty good looks at times. A lot of different players got looks.
1: But Murray and Costa are really the only two that had a lot of success offensively. Yeah, they're going to have to finish. I like some of the drives to the hoop. They did get some looks in the paint. Now, they're all contested. But using your body to shield the defender, maybe lofting it a little bit higher off the glass, maybe a step back. Uh, those are all things, whatever it takes to find a way for that ball to go through the cylinder. And those are our Seeds to Success, brought to you by Craig Weaches, your Pioneer Seed dealer. The second half is next.
7: Norfolk will get the ball to start the second half, and we are
1: underway, running off the Carney screens. They'll get it to Larson, down to the block. Strom back out top, squaring up for the three, but Lane McCallum does it. Now back into Strom, and Robinson got him on the arm. So that's what they started to do in the beginning of the game, but Strom wasn't able to finish, and Robinson wasn't getting the fouls, and now they go right after him again. The second foul on Shiloh and Logan Strom to the line. You see how strong he
3: is. He got the ball the first time kicked it back out, reposted about two and a half feet closer to the basket, got it right back, went back up and drew the foul. That's a well-coached team. Uh, He knows he's going to get the ball. He's not afraid of kicking it out. He knows he's going to get it back
1: at some point. 6'8 junior, probably pressing 240, 230. Big kid. He's a big kid, and he hits both free throws, so he's got the soft hands, he's got the touch, and it's a 15 point lead for Norfolk, and they continue to extend that run that Went back to the second quarter. Ten straight for the Panthers. Coster back up top. The original five starters are out there. Murray makes a move into the paint. Dishes it off to Robinson. His first bucket of the game. Shiloh Robinson on the assist from Murray. We talked a little bit about that in the first half. Carney wasn't getting that extra pass. They did there. Yeah, good pass. And there's McCallum's strength. Drive to the hoop for a left-handed driving bucket. McCallum answers right back. Techmeyer pull up three in transition. It will not go. 2 of 10. Rebound brought down by Hagedorn. And this is where the stretch in the score has come. Carney always gets answered by Norfolk and then they get a stop and get one more. Larson tries baseline right by Coster. That's pure speed. And 7 now for Larson and 6 quick in the first minute. 10 here of the half for Norfolk. 38-21. Those kids can get to the basket. I'm telling you. Well, these are the teams Carney has had the problems with all year long, whether at home or on the road the teams that are the over-athletic. I mean, they can play with teams that are a little more athletic, but that are so quick and have a big man. They can't handle both of them, we've seen. Of course, they haven't played with this lineup much of the year either. Murray has some opening. He lowers his shoulder to clear it out and scores. Next time, they'll probably ding him on it, or I would be the defender and I would flop and dust the floor. But Murray doing to Norfolk what Norfolk has done to the Cats a couple of times. Nice play by Murray. You mentioned the athleticism in Norfolk. Strom, little drop step, baby hook, no good. Robinson holds his ground. Coster gets the board. The teams they've had trouble with are the Metro teams that are so athletic. And now outlet Techmeyer. Techmeyer attacks transition bucket for the Bearcats. And he's got six. 38-25. And at the other end, Murray comes through, blocks it out of bounds. And a foul going to be called. At the moment, we thought it was just going to be a block out of bounds. But Murray... Chasing Strom down from the back. That's going to get called 90% of the time well, or more. He, he swung. He swung yep. pretty hard,
3: and he got a lot of ball there. But on that transition bucket, when you swing like that, it's going to be a foul. Pace picked up there for a few possessions, didn't it? On made baskets back and forth.
1: And Norfolk gets the better of that most of the time. Carney did okay there. Cannon Coster out. Jake Waller in for Carney High. 5.48 to go here in the third. Strom hits another free throw. He is 4 of 4 at the line. And the second free throw. Seems like that little announcer jinx only works on the team that you're calling. <laughs> As I tried to throw it on Strom. And he's 5 for 5, including 4 for 4 in the quarter. 12 in the game. 40 to 25, Norfolk. Murray passes on the 3 over to Ryan. Off the screen. Back out to Murray. Takes it in the lane, got fouled. The shot won't go. He was fouled pretty good on the way up. And this one is going to be called on Hagedorn, his second. That is the first foul of the half on the Panthers, and Austin Murray will go to the line. He's made his only free-throw attempt of the night. He's been pretty solid there from the line. Maybe missed a couple more since coming back from the injury. Looks like Murray's made a concerted
3: effort in the second half to take the basket or ball to the basket pretty aggressive right there. You know, a kid that, that, that has not done a whole lot that they need to do something is Zach Ryan. Zach Ryan's been real quiet tonight. There's times he's real quiet. There's sometimes he's,
1: he has really good games. He needs to uh, maybe step up just a little bit in the second half. Made the first, missed the second. Strom gets the rebound. Ryan got those two quick fouls and mm-hmm. hasn't had a chance to get in the flow of the game, so you're right. As Larson on the give and go, are we going to get a flop? Yeah, Shiloh tried to draw the charge, but is going to get called from a flop there, and another one on shadow. That's his third that didn't have anything to do with guarding strong. No, and now they just got beat. They Carney put their their half court trap
3: in just a little bit there, tried to surprise him. They had a little success in the first half on that nice diagonal pass by Norfolk. They got a uh, transition bucket. Larson's pretty quick,
1: by the way. Larson will shoot the first free throw. It's good. He's four of five at the line, five of five in the quarter, twelve of fourteen in the game. For Norfolk, Carney's 4 of 5. The second free throw, Larson also good. So Larson hits them both. And the lead back to 16. Carney just can't get any kind of a run put together here. 42-26. Up top, Waller on Hagedorn. Kicks it over to Ryan. Guarded there by Villapondo. Into the paint. He'll take the shot. It rattles home Zach Ryan with his first bucket of the basketball game. 42 28, trap is on. Villapando dribbles backwards over to Hagedorn. Looking back to Villapando, just got across the timeline. Now he'll drive hard to the hoop, kick it into the corner. Nothing there for McCallum. Skip pass over to Strom. Now underneath, they lost Larson. The layup good. Yeah, Waller lost him, got kind of looking at the ball,
3: with Strom had it and he back cut and uh, easy bucket.
1: Again, when Carney scores, it seems like Norfolk yeah. answers every single time. Robinson pushed out of the block, trying to work on Strom, takes it up, Strom on the reverse layup, blocked it. Good defense by the junior, and at the other end, coast-to-coast layup is good by Elaine McCallum. little danger here
3: now, I mean, big time, 18
1: points. Zach Ryan driving to the bucket. And his finger roll spun off the heel, no good, and that's just the way the whole night has been for Carney High. Norfolk just a better basketball team so far tonight. Uh, they are finishing... Carney on the runs is the first one to miss or to turn it over. Now a foul on Techmeyer. You and know, this is what happens. Carney scores, then Norfolk gets six. Yep. Then and Carney <laughs> might
3: score, then Norfolk gets six. You call them almost mini runs. You know, it isn't like anything a 10-0 run, but it's just what you said. Those 6-2 runs, they're so efficient offensively tonight. You know, they've struggled against the Omaha North, the Lincoln North Stars, the real athleticism,
1: but, boy, they have been efficient offensively tonight. Fremont, Gretna, Scott's Bluff, Millard North. And driving in and making the bucket is Norfolk. Back to Waller. Waller bump drives, hits the rim on the way up. No good. Rebound brought down by Strom. Who made the bucket down here, Monty, for Norfolk? Sorry. I was, I was watching the bench there. <laughs> and the ball blocked out of bounds by Shiloh Robinson. McCallum made the last one. But was it, wasn't it number
3: 10 with Bill Pondo? Villapondo, yeah, yeah he was, again, got to
1: the basket. Shiloh blocks this shot out of bounds, and it'll still be Norfolk basketball. A 20-point cushion now for the Panthers, 48-28. Villipondo off the dribble, got by his defender, but decided not to take it. He gets by him again, out to Strom for the three. It is good. They got it rolling right now, Doug. Everything they do has been pretty good. Yeah, timeout, Carney. 327 to go in a game, and it's just one of those nights. Uh, the Bearcats aren't scoring on pace with what they usually do, and the Panthers are having one of those near-perfect games. 3.27 to go in the third quarter. Norfolk 51, Kearney 28. Another run by the Panthers this time out brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank.
4: When we buy something, we all want a great deal. But have you ever thought about a great deal on your home energy bill? A geothermal system from Carrier is a great deal. A geothermal system taps into the earth to capture free, renewable energy. About 45% of your energy bill goes to heating and cooling. You can save up to half in cooling, 70% in heating, and another 30 to 50% in hot water costs. Turn to the experts at Anderson Brothers Electric Plumbing and Heating. Call 308-236-6437 or 995-4481 today.
1: With our producer engineer Billy Thompson and Monty Kratzenstein joining in tonight. Doug Duda here on KXBN Carney, KICS Hastings, and online at PlatteRiverPreps.com. But North Fork has turned it up a notch here in the first four minutes of the second half, and they lead it 51 28. Robinson and Carney with a basketball, lobs it in the corner, skip pass, back out to Murray. Trying to get a post up to Costa, they do. On the double to Robinson for three, and Shiloh hits it. little in and out from uh, Shiloh and Coster, uh, kind of switch roles there. 51-31, Carney puts on the trap. Really nothing to lose now for the Bearcats. They're getting ready for the next three games as Larson drives, kicks it out for a three-pointer, and Villapando hits it. I mean, they just don't miss. A drive, but another drive and kick out. Got to the middle of the defense. They collapsed, kicked it out. Three. And again, Carney scores. Norfolk scores the very next time they touch the ball. Techmeyer puts his head down, drives in. The left-hand finger roll is good. And Jake now has eight. 54-33. Norfolk gets it to Kluber, who's re-entered the ball again. Front court to the right wing. Larson underneath on the give-and-go. And Kluber lays it up and in. First bucket for Luke Kluber. And it is 56-33. Now Murray brings it in, and he'll draw a blocking foul. Quick offensive calls each time down the floor out of the timeout. Well, that one, you know, Zach Ryan went for the steal
3: there and lost his footing, uh, and in and, and Kluver on the little, little back cut
1: there uh, scores a layup. Hagadorn with the foul, not on the shot, though. It'll be his third, and Carney will take it out underneath, but first McCallum will come in. McCallum, Kluver, Villapondo, Larson, and the big redhead, Richard Dover, the five on the floor defensively for Norfolk. For Carney, Ryan into Techmeyer, Robinson, Coster, and Murray. So their original five starters are out there. Carney with 14 points in the quarter, but 24 for Norfolk, There's
3: another. Carney turns it over. There's another turnover, and that was Coster's fault. He was caught looking by the other way and he just got slapped out of his hands, went off his leg. Another turnover, and we've got a, uh, uh, what, 23
1: it is point a, ball game. It is the first turnover of the half by either team, though. Yeah. Had a lot of quick shots. That's one reason. But when you take a lot of quick shots, sometimes you leave the ball behind. Villapondo drives to the corner. Kluver for three. It's good. penetrating kick, right? Kluver got, it, got it in the middle of the defense. Jump shot from the corner. Back to back buckets for Luke. Three for three beyond the arc in the corner for Norfolk. Six of nine in the game. Murray drives right baseline. Can't get to the hoop. He's cut off and swings it out to Robinson. Shiloh back into Murray on the post. They double him. He hooks. He turns. They're going to call a walk. And that's a good call there. He, he, they got the ball to the post to him. The four guys collapsed
3: around him. He tried to spin around him. That's, that's a good call. Probably needs to look opposite field
1: when he feels that pressure. Roseberry is going to come in. Murray is going to come out. And Dover wanted to get in, but didn't get in before the inbound. So Larson will walk it up. Both teams 13 and 6 coming into the game. But Norfolk, the dominant team here tonight. On the wing, Larson. Larson drives baseline. Techmeyer got a hand on it, but an offensive rebound. Strom right underneath the hoop, and he'll lay it up and in. Logan Strom has nine in the quarter, 17 in the game, and a huge quarter here for the Norfolk Panthers. Bounce pass is kicked inside. How huge? 29 already. And we still got a minute to go. <laughs> you aren't going to win a lot of games if you give up 29 a quarter. Part
3: of it is, is, is poor defense by Carney, but I'll tell you everything that uh, Norfolk has done offensively has been right. Attacking, kicking, hit shots.
1: And it'll be Techmeyer to throw it in. He has to throw it all the way in the backcourt, and chasing Coster is going to be McCallum, but Cannon has it. Cannon has him on his hip, so he takes it in, draws the foul, and scores. Cannon Coster with his first bucket of the second half. He now has a team high 11. And again, Carney has to. They can't just throw this one away because this is what they don't want to run into in the postseason. But they've got to focus on the last three games, all winnable games. Northstar is a 500 team, 10 and 9 going into the night. Columbus and Omaha Benson are well below 500, and they need to focus on winning those games. Free throw, Coster is good. Cannon now three of three at the line and a dozen points. It's still going to be borderline for them to host a district. This would have went a long, long way in doing that. Carney will have to win the last three to have a chance at being a district host for both games as Kluver gets it up front to Larson against the press. Shot partially blocked from behind by Ryan Kosky and Trey Clevenger, who just checked in, will bring the ball up the floor. Back to the trailer, Roseberry left wing to Techmeyer. Back up Roseberry, tie, top of the key, three, in and out. He's had two threes that were exactly the same. Halfway down and spit back out. And again, it's just that kind of night for the Bearcats. A lot of those drives bounce around. A few of the threes rattle around. And a few here and a few there. And you're talking 15, 20 points in this game. And instead, it's a 25-point lead as Norfolk holds for the last shot of the third quarter, 61-36. High pick and roll here. Villapondo off the screen, pushes off, 360, no, tries again, no. Shiloh Robinson will get the rebound. Clevenger trying to go coast to coast, has it blocked out of bounds as time's expired by Logan Strom. That's the end of the third quarter of play. Norfolk 61, Kearney 36 here at the Nebraska Land National Bank broadcast booth on ESPN. Five Points Bank.
7: I had to take it out the last time.
0: Trash just isn't something people like to deal with. But at Ravenna Sanitation, we take trash seriously and are here to be your trash collection connection. If you need trash removal from your home, business, or farm, Ravenna Sanitation is ready to meet your needs. Ravenna Sanitation, serving all of Buffalo County, is the quality, dependable trash hauling service you've been looking for. Find Ravenna Sanitation in the Pleasanton or Ravenna phone book.
1: Final quarter here on KXPN, Carney KICS Hastings, Doug Duda, along with Monty Kratzenstein. Bearcats would have took 17 points that quarter at halftime. If you told them they got 17, they'd have taken it, Monty. Yeah,
3: um, again, the issues defensively. And uh,
1: we'll see what this fourth quarter brings. You know, they've got a tough game tomorrow. Koster will start the fourth quarter with a pull-up jumper. He's now got 14, and he's starting to get his uh, rhythm a little bit back after a couple of rough games including Tuesday against Hastings, 61-38. What Coach Drake Moronic now is going to want to see is effort. And Villapondo, I don't know how he got through all that traffic. There's a walk on the Norfolk Panthers, just their first of the half and sixth of the game. But they gave up 29 points. He's going to want to see effort, or you're going to be sitting on the bench because he knows you're not going to come back from uh, 25 down here in the fourth quarter. Well, when you're trying to establish a
3: culture, you know, first year, establish a culture, you're exactly right. Effort, intensity, attitude, all those sorts of things. But at the same time, you have to realize you got a tough game at home tomorrow night. At a certain point, if you
1: don't get a lot closer, you're going to have to arrest him. Koster drives in, lost the ball, picked up by Kluber. Kluber to the other end, and Zach Ryan hustles back and knocks it out of bounds, and that's exactly what they're looking for. Norfolk with six turnovers, Carney with 12 in the game. In that third quarter, Norfolk was six of six at the line and three of three from three-point land. Yep. 29 points.
3: Not a lot That's of, how you do it. Not a lot of uh, contested shots
1: in that, that whole deal. A lot of open threes, a lot of drives to the basket. Strom leads it with 17. Villapando a dozen. McCallum and Larson each with 11. Strom with it on the left wing. Inside. Nice pass. Larson. Wow. A pinpoint pass. And Larson lays it up and in. And The big fella showing he can do it all. Up top, Coster off the screen. Good look at a three. No good. Robinson got the rebound over Strom. Puts it up with a one hand. No good. And out of bounds it goes. Freshman Robinson just met a wall He
3: took that that one power dribble and went toward the basket and just ran into uh, Strom and hit a
1: wall. Well, you kind of see what Shiloh Robinson wants to be in two years. Remember, Strom's only a junior. He's only a junior. So they will see each other again next year. Pressure in the backcourt, and Techmeyer got a little too friendly there with Lane McCallum. You remember that state tournament that
3: Strom had his freshman year down there when Norfolk made a, made a little run. Uh, everybody knew that he was going to be pretty special. He's just gotten better since then, but he had a really solid postgame as a freshman uh, uh, development, post-development as a freshman
1: downstate tournament. You saw that. Six and a half to go in the game, 63-38 Norfolk. They've been in the lead from the get-go. Started hot and really haven't cooled down at all. Strom, left side of the key, way out beyond the three. Robinson on him, so he thought about taking him. Robinson makes him give the ball up. Again, sub districts get underway Tuesday. We've got a handful of them that we're covering on our network of stations, including over at Hastings with Carney Catholic, Minden Adams Central. Our boys in Hastings will follow St. Cecilia. We've also got a couple of D that we're looking at as Villapondo drives. Just kept spinning and spinning and got Ryan on his inside. sack. commits his third personal foul. And two free throws coming up for Brandon Villapondo.
3: You know, if you look at Norfolk's schedule and the teams, as I said, they've had trouble with. Uh, they've lost, what, four Metro teams. A lot of length and athleticism, which unfortunately what Carney doesn't have, that's not their strength. They just look like tonight a real tough matchup for Carney Bearcats.
1: Well, Norfolk was 10-1, and then they lost to North Star, probably shouldn't have, but they did lose to North Star, who Kearney gets tomorrow. Omaha West Side, Omaha North, Omaha South, the number one team in Millard West. Those are the losses. And they beat Fremont by 30.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah that, everybody's, everybody's eyes lit up when that one happened. It surprised
1: everybody. Fremont had been playing so well all year long. Both free throws are good for Brendan Villapondo. And Carney will have the ball back in the hands of Robinson on the weak side with Dover on him. Down on the baseline, they'll get it to Murray. Murray trying to call for a cutter. Nobody cuts, so he gives it out to Clevenger. Trey for three, will not go. Carney's three of 14. Rebound brought down by McCallum. Outlet pass, stolen away. Clevenger got back with a nice defensive play. He says, I'm going to take it in, but the finger roll is too strong. And Dover will grab the rebound. Trying to show that he can get a couple more minutes out there and just couldn't get it to fall. We got a timeout on the floor here for the Norfolk Panthers. 517 to go in the ballgame. It's Norfolk's night at home. 65-38 over Carney. This timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank.
5: New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery in Kearney, Nebraska is excited to welcome Dr. Nolan May to its team. As a Nebraska native with training in orthopedic surgery and sports medicine, Dr. May is excited to bring his knowledge and skills to Husker Loper Nation. Call 308-865-2570 today to learn more about Dr. May and New West Sports Medicine or to schedule an appointment. No referral is necessary and all major insurances are accepted. Call 308-865-2570.
1: Had a strange one tonight on Classic Hits, 98-9. Pleasanton kind of held the ball on Loomis, and it was 13-7 at the half. Loomis didn't like that very much. They went on to win it 60-25. to
3: Referees probably liked that,
1: though. <laughs> Bushcutter Jimmy- cutter probably liked it. It got out of there quickly. Did Jimmy Langan referee in that game? No, no, okay. no, no, no. Check it. No. He was at Sandy Creek tonight. Norfolk with a basketball. I believe that's what he told me. Ball out between the circles. Crossover for Villapondo. Working on Trey Clevenger. Now backs him out to midcourt. Clevenger follows him. Going to be a screen and roll. Clevenger fights it off. Lepondro gets bailed out.
3: Hmm.
1: That was well defended.
3: Yeah, I didn't see that one.
1: I didn't see called that. Hold on, Roseberry. I didn't even think he was the kid that came over on the double.
3: Well, Clevenger had him. was kind of straight up. Had him on the defense, and they, they, they called Rosie on the, on the reach there going in. I, I, I didn't see it, but there's some of them I don't see.
1: Villapondo knocks it down. This,
3: this kid here has probably impressed me. Him and Larson have impressed me about as much as anybody for Norfolk. I hadn't seen them yet this year, and uh, they're, they're nice players. Well-coached,
1: nice players. Villapondo hits them both. He's 6 of 6 at the line, has 16. Yeah. And Remember, Larson's a junior. McCallum's a junior. Hagedorn's a sophomore. Strom's a junior. Some of these kids off the bench. Kluver is a freshman. I mean, well, You kidding me? Yeah. Here's Roseberry trying that top of the key three again, but it won't fall for him tonight. The rebound brought down by Travis Larson and Norfolk. They're not resetting the table. They're really good right now.
6: Mm-hmm.
1: Up top, Dover. And it looks like Coach Reese is going to start going to the bench. They play tomorrow as well.
3: They got a big one against Lincoln East, I think, tomorrow.
1: So they'll drop it over to Strom. Right at the right elbow, back up top. Just moving the ball to Kluber. To Dover, left corner. Back up top, they'll go. Running clock now. With four minutes to go. Strom and Robinson. Getting a little physical away from the ball. Clevenger went for the steal, didn't get it. Kluver now comes into the paint, kicks it to Larson, but didn't look to shoot to Strom. Strom, a couple of dribbles. They're being patient. Carney's playing good defense. Now Strom's going to take one more drive. Hit the foul, switch hands in the air. Flip it over his right ear, and in it went. And, I mean, how many times have we said, Monty, that's just the way the night's going? You know,
3: um, you're going to get tired of me saying it. You've got tired of saying it, but they take the ball to the basket, and Carney has not had an answer for that.
1: And Logan Strom now has a chance for his 20th point of the ball game. The third foul on Koski. Both teams going to the bench here. And Shiloh Robinson out. Joaquin Robinson in. Also in is going to be Devin Colbo. So, right then Kosky's in there, Roseberry's in there, Clevenger's in there. In for Norfolk will be Ethan Middlestet. And if the big fella hits his 20th point, he's coming out. And he does. Excellent night for Logan Strom. The average is 16 and a half. 20 points, 8 rebounds, 2 blocks tonight, according to my book. Is there such a thing as a quiet... Quiet 20. 70-38 is the score. Carney High had cut it to five midway through the second quarter. Think about that. Here's the jumper by Colbo. Won't go from 15. Rebound brought down by Richard Dover. His third outlet pass gets away as they were trying to find Hagedorn underneath. Just the second turnover of the half on the Panthers. When we're done, the new uh, Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery post-game show. Final numbers. A quick chat with Coach Baranek. And then pack it up for the long drive back home tonight. It'll be a pretty quiet bus for the Bearcats. Driving in, Koski, Koski gets to the rack and scores. And they'll give him a chance at a three-point play. First bucket of the ball game for Koski, And only the second bucket of the fourth quarter here for Carney. And in for Norfolk, Miles Morrissey. 6'7", junior. They got him everywhere.
3: You know, you can feel sorry for yourself maybe on that three-hour bus ride home or two-and-a-half hours or whatever it is, but um, you got another one tomorrow, and so you have to regroup, forget about it, flush it, and, and, and move on because the margin for error for this Kearney team is not big. We got a small margin for error, and tomorrow night's a big game for them. If they can come out one and one this weekend, it'll be okay.
1: The free throw no good by Koski. Middlestet will pick it up. They'll fire it underneath. Middlestead, he bobbles it, but he gets it and scores. So Ethan Middlestet, a senior that comes in late, Able to put the ball in the hoop. 72-40. Roseberry tries to lob it into Joaquin Robinson over his head. Clevenger saves it, but saves it into the hands of Christian Eisenhower. Turnover number 14 for the Bearcats. And we went deep on the bench. Haven't got everybody in yet, but Eisenhower gives it off the middle stat. He comes into the paint. Short jumper rattles out. No good. Battling for the loose ball. And it'll be Koski to grab it here for Kearney High up the Florida Robinson. Joaquin back to Koski. Into the paint, double team there, out to Clevenger. Clevenger trying to make some room, dishes out on the wing. Here's Colbo, he gets fouled. And Devin will go to the line to shoot a pair of free throws with 2.16 to go. And I don't think anybody saw this coming. We knew the Panthers could get hot. Just had a couple of struggles midway through January against good teams. But again, a, a team that you could look at tonight and think that well, they'd be 17-2 and two with a loss to Omaha South. But instead, 13-6, and six, the first free throw by Colbo is no good.
3: Well, they're a dangerous team because of their versatility. You know, they aren't probably as athletic as some of those teams that they've lost to, like the Omaha South and the Papillions and so on. But they've got a lot of weapons at a state tournament where, you know, shooting matters. Uh, they, can, they can get hot. They can
1: do some damage down there. Coble's second free throw off the front of the rim. No good. Eisenhower, the rebound into the front court. TJ Price is in for Norfolk. Gets it up top to Metalstat In the paint, they'll get it to a new man, Miles Burkink. The ball knocked away. Carney will run the ball up the floor, give it to Robinson, and it missed the layup, but Koski to follow. He's blocked underneath by Price. Try it one more time, and eventually it goes out of bounds to Carney. Great effort by Kosky. He, he always... Always gives a great effort. He's coming out well-deserved rest. Zach Tice will come in for the Bearcats. 1.45 to go, 72-40. to Norfolk in this one. Off a couple of screens, they get it to Tice in the left-hand corner. Can't get the three away. Guarded there by Birking. To Roseberry on the right elbow. Clevenger drives, gives it back to Koble. Comes into the paint, kicks it out to Ty. One more time, and it is off the iron. No good. Backside rebound to Eisenhower. Christian brings it down the middle of the floor. With a minute and a half to go, gives it to Burkink, out for a three-pointer price. Somebody missed one, and Roseberry will grab the rebound. Got the first run- miss of the half, and the, the run out at the other end, finally,
3: finally got a run out there. Koble finishes, nice pass ahead there.
1: So Devin Koble gets his first bucket of the ball game, and a chance at a three-point play. Foul called on Price. A minute 18 to go, the new West Post game show coming up, 72-42, Norfolk. It was 32-19 at half, and that's because Norfolk scored the last nine points of the first half, and then they didn't stop, did they, Monty?
3: Nope, and by the way, another 6'5 sophomore just came in the game
1: for Norfolk. Coble hits the free throw, completes the three-point play, and that is Ryan Schomer. They might run out of guards in a couple of years. <laughs> down low, ball falls out of the hands of Eisenhower and out of bounds.
3: You know, Ben Reese has, has developed since he's been there. He's been there I don't know how many years, but he's developed a program. They have a team, they have a program all the way down through their youth. And you know, we see their teams a lot in, uh, in youth basketball. He's just got a program, a philosophy. He's got, got it going. Uh, you know, you have, have a lot of respect for him. He's, he does things the
1: right way. Jake Scala comes in. Again, it was the first game back for, oh, also in there for Carney is going to be Zach King. It's the first game back for Jake Waller, but it really didn't matter much as they get it out to Tyson. and Zach fires a three and hits it for his first bucket of the ball game. A minute to go, and now less than that. Really, I've said it for a long time, what you hope for is to be the best outstate team. Some people don't like that terminology, but mm-hmm. you want to be better than Norfolk, Columbus, North Platte, Grand Island, and right now it is Norfolk travel to baseline as TJ Price spins it off the glass and scores. 30 seconds left to go in this game. Tice going to pass on the three this time. Wants to get it to his teammate, Jake Scala, and the ball's kicked out of bounds.
3: Yeah, I, you know, there's been some up and downs in outstate basketball, but Norfolk has been pretty consistent over the years. You know, Fremont's kind of got a little thing going, but as we saw, Norfolk kind of let them have it a couple weeks ago.
1: And- and I, I think you can lump the Lincoln schools in because there's no stud in Lincoln either. So no. turnaround jumper in the paint, no good that time for King. Bearcats get the rebound, kick it back out for three. Tice hits another one. So Zach has some positive here in this fourth quarter, and that's going to be your basketball game. The final score is the Norfolk Panthers, 74, and the Carney Bearcats, 49. The Bearcats now 13-7, Norfolk 14-6. And when we come back, the new West sports medicine and orthopedic surgery postgame show here on KXPN Kearney, KICS Hastings, at plantriverpreps.com.
0: The three L's of PlatteRiverPreps.com. Log on for info on all your favorite teams with links to articles organized by school and sport. Listen to any of the radio broadcasts on our five Platte River radio stations and download podcasts to pass events. And like us on Facebook to get select pictures and breaking news of high school sports going on. Platte River Preps, your one-stop source for high school sporting news covering over 100 teams across the state of Nebraska. Go to PlatteRiverPreps.com.
1: And welcome back to the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery post-game show. As the Panthers celebrate here at the end of the game, they come out and have fun with their student section. Not as cool as the Rowdies, but they're pretty good here at Norfolk. And uh, they get the win tonight. 74 to 49. The New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery post-game show. Certified and fellowship trained physicians providing a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Schedule your appointment today, and uh, we will take a look at the final stats now of the ball game. starting with Carney High. Eight different players scored. Zach Ryan had two points. Zach Tice hit a couple of fourth-quarter threes to finish with six. Jake Techmeyer, eight points, one block shot. Jake Waller played but did not register any uh, points or rebounds in the game here tonight. Ryan Kosky, two points, two rebounds, and a block. Devin Koble had a three-point play there in the fourth quarter. Also, Austin Murray, 9 points, 3 rebounds. Shiloh Robinson, 5 points, 3 rebounds, 2 blocks. Joaquin Robinson had a rebound. Ty Roseberry, 2 rebounds. Cannon Coster led the Bearcats with 14 points, 3 rebounds. And Zach King got a late board. I had 8 rebounds in the first half and 7 in the second half for Carney High. Free throw shooting. Three of three in the first half. And they were one of four there in the fourth quarter from some of the reserves. So they were three of seven in the second half from the free throw line. Three point shooting, two of nine in the first half. Three of nine in the second half. Nine turnovers in the first half. Just five in the second half for the Bearcats. They're getting ready for district wrestling here. That's that's bad timing. You always like to have that totally done. Uh, For Carney, 19 points in the first half. They had 30 in the second half, 49 points, 15 rebounds, 6 out of 10 at the free throw line, 5 of 18 from three-point land, four blocks, 14 turnovers. Kearney now 13-7 and seven on the season. They're home tomorrow night to take on Lincoln North Star, the next-to-last home game, then Columbus next Friday at Omaha Benson, and they should have a first-round home game in the districts. That's all but assured, it looks like, for Kearney, which would be on Saturday the 27th. You have some other numbers, Monty.
3: Well, when I'm looking at this final stat sheet, I look at, uh, we talked about having to shoot well, and they were 5 for 18, Kearney, from three-point line, 22%. Uh, That's obviously not going to get it done. There wasn't a lot of real contested shots. They just didn't shoot well tonight, but when you look at Norfolk's shooting percentage for total field goals, they were 65%. They were 50% from three-point line, 78% for free throws. Now, you have to look at the tape to see where that was just great offense or bad defense. I don't know. That's up for, for Coach Bronick to to maybe evaluate. But uh, those numbers don't bode well for the Bearcats tonight.
1: Well, Norfolk played three excellent quarters. The second uh, they, they had some problems with. But uh, if they could play those three quarters like every other time, they're ready to roll on for the postseason. So we'll see how it plays out. For Norfolk, they had a total of eight players score, four of them, in double figures, Christian Eisenhower, two rebounds. T.J. Price, two points and a block. Travis Larson, 13 points, three rebounds and a block. Brandon Villapondo, 16 points, two rebounds. He was a perfect 6-6 six six at the line. Ethan Metalstadt, two points and a rebound. Lane McCallum, 11 points, three rebounds. Luke Kluver, five points. Matt Hagedorn, five points, two rebounds. Three rebounds for Richard Dover. And Logan Strom, 20 points, eight rebounds, two blocks. Ten rebounds in the first half, 14 in the second half, free throw shooting. How about this, Monty? Seven of nine in the first half, 11 of 11 in the second half, three-point shooting, three of six in the first half, three of four in the second half, turnovers, five in the first half, four in the second half. The Panthers had 32 points at halftime, and they ran up 42 in the second half. 74 points, and again, that's only about 5 to 6 points over their season average. 74 points, 24 rebounds, 18 out of 20 at the free throw line, 6 of 10 from 3-point land, 4 block shots, and 9 turnovers. Norfolk, 74-49 over Kearney. They improved to 14-6 and six on the season, and they've got a tester tomorrow night with Lincoln East in Lincoln, the best team in Lincoln right now, then at Lincoln Northeast, and then Omaha Central Gets to make the trip up here to Norfolk and Central. Going to have to be ready to go in that final game. Waiting on Coach Drake Moronic, and we'll be back with more on the New West Post Game Show after this.
7: Young people are the future of
6: agriculture. The Aurora Cooperative is helping to secure that future by offering scholarships to students enrolling in ag-related college majors for the 2016-2017 school year. Graduating seniors as well as current college students qualify. A total of 10 $500 scholarships and 5 $1,000 scholarships will be awarded. You can find more information and the application at auroracoop.com or inquire with your guidance counselor. Deadline for application is March 11th. The Aurora Cooperative, growing opportunities.
1: Doug Dudamani-Kratzenstein with you here on the New West Post Game show. And uh, one of the two biggest defeats for Carney this year, Scottsbluff really handled him in the GNAC semifinals. And then, uh, of course, uh, that's where uh, Norfolk and Scottsbluff were able to battle in the GNAC final, which Scottsbluff won by 15. But uh, Norfolk really played really, really well tonight. Good things, though, I noticed from Carney. Jake Waller's back in the, back, and hopefully he can help Cannon Coster hit some shots tonight. Saw two or three things that were good, at least from the Bearcats.
3: Yeah, you have to take something away from it. Uh, there were some good things, but I'm sure, and Drake, Drake's up here now, we can we can talk to him about uh, plans for the next 24 hours.
1: I'm going to steal your headset, Monty, so uh, we'll give it to uh, Drake Beronick and get him on here in the uh, New West Post game show. Uh, a rough night on the scoreboard, obviously. Uh, Drake, let's start with uh, a couple of positives. Uh, boy, they've... Norfolk played like the team we saw playing last year and went into the state tournament as one of the top seeds, but you get Jake Waller back, Cannon Coster uh, looked like he got into the offensive rhythm a little bit here for you, but you're playing from behind for so long tonight, it was hard to get anything going. They were really good tonight here at the Panther Dome. Yeah, when
8: you give a good team uh, you know, the opportunity to score at the rim and hit threes, uh, you don't take anything away, um, we're going to be in for a long night, so we talked about it, you know, we gotta limit their threes at home. I mean we limited them is are three for six in the first half. Um but they were eight for ten from within two feet. So um you know, you gotta be able to do both and it and it starts with just one on one containment and in the second half, um you know we we were telling our coaches to count how many passes it takes before they score. It wasn't if they're gonna score, it was how many passes it takes and uh, you know, it was like one pass, two pass, one pass, two
1: pass, so um, it didn't take very long. Like I said, uh, when the th- when the third quarter ended, Carney High would have taken seventeen points in the third quarter. He scored seventeen in the third problem was they scored twenty nine and it seemed like every time you scored, they immediately answered on the next possession.
8: Yeah, basketball's a game of runs and, and you know, a program like Norfolk has it figured out, they know what they're doing and uh, you know it's just a disappointing time for carney high basketball right now and you know norfolk's a team that we aspire to be like and not just be like you know, you know hopefully someday be better than and uh you know those are big words for us to say and it's not going to happen without some hard work and some dedication to some things and, and learn how to compete the right way so uh
1: you know we'll uh we will uh get it figured out talk about the problems that strom posed i mean they they had a bunch of big kids but he just a not only a tall kid and a junior, but, boy, big body, can handle the basketball. Then when he stepped out and started hitting the threes, you know, we were talking about, boy, that's that's almost hard to stop uh, for, for what you guys were trying to do.
8: Yeah, we talked about it before the game. I mean, we had to pick one of the two, and it's a lot easier to contain him shooting three-pointers than it is at the rim. So um, we were going to try to get up on him and contain him a little bit. And, uh, you know, we didn't want him to get any catch-and-shoot threes, and uh, he found a way to get s- – sneak open every once in a while and, and knocks them down so um you know it's just you get a team rolling at home early like like norfolk and you know you're gonna be in for a long night and
1: uh we just didn't do a very good job from the start i know uh, it's hard to find some positives but talk about jake uh, at least suiting up getting back into the lineup and and some things that you did like tonight
8: uh yeah i mean it's nice to have jake in as a leader and, and a guy that can uh, communicate and uh, you know it's it's a tough situation to be thrown into coming to Norfolk for the first game back. And, uh, you know, um, he handled the situation pretty well. And those shots that he missed tonight are going to go in. And
1: um, we're only going to be a better team getting Jake Ward back. That's a dang fact. Well, you got Lincoln North Star tomorrow. And one thing that we've seen from your team throughout the year, when you do get beat, you bounce back. In fact, there's only been twice where you've had back-to-back losses this season. And one of those against Gretna went right down to the wire. Uh, talk about what you have to do again to get the win tomorrow night, and then hopefully finish it right next weekend.
8: The scary thing is, is they attack off the bounce better than these guys do tonight. You know, they got Tristan Simpson and Logan who can stretch the three, and uh, you know they got some big guys that can stretch the three point line too. So, uh, you know, if if we allow them to dice us through the middle of, of the lane and and uh, that sort of thing, we're going to be in for a long night. But uh, you know, we talked about it afterwards. We're going to see what kind of character our kids have. We're going to see what kind of resiliency they have and uh, tomorrow night's game is a
1: bigger game than this one was. All right, Drake, it's going to be a long drive home, so let's get it started. All right, Good man. Good luck tomorrow. Thanks a lot. That's Drake Bronick, head coach of the Carney High Bearcats. It was not Carney's night tonight. It was Norfolk's night tonight, and when you pair the two together, it ends up being rough. Final score, Norfolk 74 and Carney. 49 You've been listening to the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery Post Game Show, certified and fellowship-trained physicians providing a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Schedule your appointment today. For Jeff and Billy, our producers back at the studio, and again, we want to thank Monty Kratzenstein for helping us out with the boys' game tonight. This is Doug Duda saying thanks for joining us here at Norfolk, and remember, tomorrow, the Heartland Hoops Classic in D3 District Wrestling, here on ESPN and Classic Hits 98.9, the wrestling rally at 3 o'clock Sunday, and subdistrict basketball begins on Tuesday. It was Norfolk 74, Carney 49, the girls game Norfolk 43, Carney 35. This is Doug Duda saying good night, everyone. The
0: proceeding has been a KXPN Sports production brought to you by the KXPN Sports Club. To download this podcast or any of our podcasts, go to our podcast link at espnsuperstation.com.
1: second round russell
0: wilson because i i just we had never seen it before we've never seen it so he's the only guy and i agree with you there's there's a correlation there but i just you add the fact that he's coming from a spread offense and it makes it even harder to give him a grade that equates to something in the first two days
6: well the denver broncos what do you
1: think mel, oh, go hey, ahead, I'm, mel. i like being the host <laughs> I like yeah, being I mean, a co-host you, you know, of Sprout. You, you, you asked t- no, one no, of the I, toughest point, questions in this year's draft. It's easy when you ask questions, Todd. But yeah. uh, my, my <laughs> thing would be here, my point here would be, I think when you look at Dave Megan.